Okay, so um, we're, we're in Psalm 1 again. So Psalm 1 verse 3 today. So as we know, we've been going through the Psalm sort of kind of verse by verse. We're in, in Graham's case, word by word. <laughs> and then if Dave, because you're closest, if that chainsaw or whatever it is goes off, can you go and remind them that it's the Sabbath so I don't need to shout? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm just going to do a very, very, very brief recap on Psalm 1. So I'm just going to start and read it from, from, the, from the beginning up until the end of verse 3. And then verse 3 is what I'm going to focus on today. So... Um, if everybody's there so blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked nor stands in the way of sinners nor sits in the seat of scoffers but his delight is in the law of the Lord and on his law he meditates day and night he is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither and all that he does he prospers so I'm just going to do a very, very brief recap. So obviously Graham covered the sort of the first part of that psalm and then Bucky talked last week um, about verse 2, about what, 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 um, what we should be delighting in. So it's kind of like we've got this sort of to and fro in almost, haven't we? It starts off by telling us what we don't do and then it moves into telling us as, as, as Christians what we do do and then it moves on in verse 3 to telling us if, if we don't do those things and we do do these things, what we actually should be looking like. So that's the bit that I want to focus on today. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in season and its leaf does not wither and all that he does he prospers. And it's just it's quite funny this little bit, I'll just tell you this. So last night Abby said to me, what are you going to talk about tomorrow dad? And I said I'm going to talk about people being like trees. And she, you know that look that only a daughter can give your dad when it's usually that kind of wind-up moment. I just got that look as if to say, what? <laughs> so I'm, I wish she was here now because I was going to say, you see, I told you so. I'm going to talk about people being like trees. Um, so yeah, so we can see, can't we, that the, the psalm's sort of defining two specific groups. It's, de- it's defining those that, that are not saved, those that are sinners, and those that are blessed, those that are. And it's, 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 it's sort of kind of explaining to us, yeah, there is two sort of definite groups. We're either, we're either in one camp in one sense or we're in another. Um, so I'm going to do my best to get through this because I didn't realise. I thought, actually, just in that one verse, there is so much and so many different roots, pardon the pun, <laughs> trees, but roots to sort of kind of go down, really. But I'm going to try and break, out, break this down into these sort of particular sort of key bits of the verse um, there's first of all there's he will be like a tree then there's firmly planted there's by streams of water then there's yield, yielding fruit and there's also not weathering and prospering so there's actually an awful lot just in that one very short short um, short verse so what I want to do is, um, is start off just looking at this bit where it's saying he will be like a tree and it got me thinking about, okay, well, what are the characteristics of trees? And I thought we're kind of really fortunate at the moment because we're kind of surrounded by them, really. And I don't know, I, you know, we think about trees, it's this, this, this sort of kind of, the shelter, the strength, there's fruit. And, and they endure, don't they? They, you know, try shifting a tree. Um, and what this took, took me to was looking at sort of kind of another couple of bits of scripture as well, where the Bible talks about being like trees. 
So in Psalm 92, verse 12 to 13, I can read this out if people don't want to sort of kind of flick to it, but in Psalm 92, verse 12, 13, what it talks about is it says, the righteous man will flourish like the palm tree. He will grow like the cedar in Lebanon. And then here's the key word that I'm going to pick up on again later, planted in the house of the Lord. So there's something actually intentional about this. It's not saying growing. It's not saying growing by streams of water. It's not saying growing in the house. It's actually saying planted. So there's something intentional about that. Um, and then in Isaiah 61 verse 3 as well, it talks about, so they will be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. And, and again, we've got this, this, this key word for me as well about planting. Um, and this is actually talking about that he may be glorified as well and not, not us. Um, so I kind of did a little bit of kind of, this led me on, I thought, well, what's this kind of um, cedar of Lebanon as well? And why the palm tree? So I kind of did a little bit of kind of digging of what that actually meant in, in Israel and what it actually means in the, the Middle East. And the palm is known for longevity. So the palm is actually known for long life and its fruit. And the, the, the Lebanese, the Lebanese cedar is known for, for its strength and its height. So actually what this, what this first bit of the psalm here is talking about, where we'll be like a tree planted, it's actually talking about being solid, long, longevity, rooted. Um, I forgot what the other bit was. Yeah, it's talking about those things. Um, so not like, not like just something that sort of accidentally happened. We're actually planted. So talking about these trees, you know, it's, for me, it's about strength. It's about strength. It's about sort of not being movable. Um, yeah. So th that's a kind of a little bit about what, what I picked out from some other verses about sort of being like a tree. And then it took me onto this bit here where it said, planted in the house of the Lord. And this, this got me thinking a little bit. Or firmly planted. Like I was saying, it's something about being intentionally placed. So not growing by accident. Um... And this, this got me thinking about, well, how does that happen? Do we kind of plant ourselves? Does God plant us? What, what, kind, of, what kind of happens there? And it just took me to sort of Ezekiel 36, 26, really, where it talks about, you know, what happens is, you know, our heart is, you know, at that point of regeneration, our heart of stone is sort of kind of, you know, taken away and we're given this heart of flesh. So God initiates the planting. God takes us from, the, from that first part of the psalm, really, where we're, We've probably been sitting at the seat of scoffers where we've been, um, you know, kind of not standing <laughs> with the righteous. So God sort of does something. He initiates something in our hearts. And then I think this is the amazing thing um, that kind of we partner in that, don't we? So, you know, he gives us the faith to then believe. And then through that faith, that's when we get planted. Yeah. That's when, so, you know, we go from this place of, of being unsaved to this place of saved or being saved yeah and I think this took me to sort of looking a little bit as well about I thought just thinking about that kind of very nature of a tree that once it's planted and it's grown strong it's taken root it's immovable and and the amazing thing about the amazing thing about what we have as Christians is the fact that that's what we are really that's not to say that we don't sin or anything else but actually, when we think about um, when we think about John six verse thirty nine, 
where Jesus is talking about, I will lose none of those that have been given to me. So once that we've been taken from this place, our hearts have been regenerated, we've believed in Jesus, we're now planted, and that's it, we're, we're, we're kind of permanently planted. Yeah, and I was thinking that with that as well, it's not that we're, it's not that with that, that we might be permanently planted, but it, it's not that we, we, um, we don't fight, sort of come across sort of trial and tribulation. It's not that sometimes we might be planted there, but we may not be drinking. <laughs> we may not be drinking from that stream. You know, that the, the old ways still sort of have a pull on us, don't they, at times? They still have a, we still have a tendency to waver that way. But it just makes me think that when that happens, um, you know, God just pulls us back, doesn't he? He just pulls us back. We can only go so far that way. The Holy Spirit just either convicts us of that and we always just come back to that place of being rooted again. Yeah, and then so that was the first bit, sort of looking at the tree then looking at this this idea of being intentionally planted it's no accident our salvation was getting saved it didn't just happen by chance it was a very intentional thing um yeah so then i just this this sort of kind of next part of the scripture there where it's then talking about stream by streams of water and i thought well okay what's that what are these streams of water what we're seeing in this psalm is that it's just it's just full of metaphors, isn't it? It's just it's 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 saying something, but it's talking about something else. It's talking about far more than just streams of water. And the interesting thing here is um, that I, I kind of looked at this, and it was saying that with the Hebrew, um, they don't they wouldn't necessarily talk about either a lot of water or a little water. So the fact that it would either be stream or streams. And the fact that this actually refers to streams suggests an abundance. It, it suggests a sort of an everlasting flow. It suggests, yeah, just an abundance of water. And we know what that's talking about. That's talking about God. That's talking about us being planted in him. Just as it says in, um, in Isaiah 61, 3, plant, plant, sorry, not that bit. It was the other, the other scripture. Yeah, actually planted in the house of the Lord. That's what we now are. We're planted in the house of the Lord and we have an everlasting sort of stream to drink from, which is just incredible. Um, so, and that planting as well, um, that planting as well, like it says, it, it's for his glory. It's not for ours. Um, you know, he's chosen us. He's taken us from that seat of scoffers from that um, standing in the way of sinners he's taken us from that place and he's replanted us but not not so that we might be glorified so he can be glorified so he can be glorified in our sort of restoration our sanctification that takes place as we're as we're as we're planted there yeah so then it made me think about okay it moves on a little bit here and it talks about firmly rooted so you can see there's this, been, there's, been, there's, been, there's this transition that's taken place. We've gone from one place to another. We've been firmly planted. Um, and now we're firmly rooted. I don't know about you, but for me, that hasn't always felt like my Christian journey. I haven't always felt firmly rooted. I don't always feel firmly rooted. Life throws stuff at me that makes me feel like a little sapling at times, not like wherever this is here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. A big tree. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, but, 
so yeah just so just looking at that and just thinking okay so what does it look like to be firmly planted and two things have challenged me this week in relation to this and one was Bucky's talk last week so Bucky was talking about um, Bucky was talking about delighting in the Lord delighting in the word and what does that look like in, in verse 2 and and, and a kind of we had a kind of it was a small group of us and we had a conversation didn't we about what that looks like for all of us what it looks like to sort of kind of be rooted in the word how do we read our bibles when do we fit that in and and I, I felt personally quite challenged by that because I haven't always been great at that if I'm honest and and I think that's why sometimes in my Christian walk I have felt like a little sapling and I, I noticed there's just a, a distinct difference that when um when I'm doing that I feel rooted when I'm spending time in prayer I feel rooted when I feel connected to the Holy Spirit that way I feel rooted so even though God's sort of uplifted us and planted us somewhere there's still an emphasis on us we, it's not a passive position it's not like if you think this tree here it doesn't really have to think about absorbing the goodness it just does it it's kind of like it's pretty basic we're a bit more complex than that aren't we we still have choices to make we still sort of kind of get pulled in one direction and another direction by all the sort of kind of temptations and pull that this world has on us so we have you know Bucky's talk last week just really kind of focused my mind a little bit on the just the intentionality of it really intentionally sort of um, intentionally uh, yeah kind of just sort of kind of drilling down drinking from the word and then the other thing that sort of kind of um, the other thing that sort of challenged me this week as well and it's in the exact same sort of kind of um, exact same thing really as what Bucky was saying that I was listening to a Paul Washer um, I was listening to a Paul Washer sermon <laughs> no it's a, I'm talking to you <laughs> um, so no it's a good one it's, 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 a, it's a gentle one um, but he was talking about this very thing he was talking about um, <laughs> He was talking about just sort of kind of really meditating and, and what it looks like to sort of love God, loving God's word. And he used the metaphor of a cow. And he said it's a little bit like, he said, we see a cow and it's got four stomachs. And what it does is it just eats grass. But somehow, just from that grass alone, it gets to be this big, strong thing. And he said, what, you know, what that cow does is it chews the food, it digests it, it's a bit disgusting this bit, but it brings it back up and it chews it again. And it repeats that until there's literally no more goodness left in it. You know, it's just got every little bit of goodness out of it. And I thought, how, and he was referring to, do we read the Bible that way? And I thought, how often actually have I really read the Bible that way? I've, I'm starting to, I'm getting better at it. I think actually doing doing what we've been doing this last few weeks for me feels like that you know you think to yourself we've spent I think this is the fourth week in Psalm 1 and we've kind of got into verse 3 yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that feels to me like something like kind of really digesting it really getting every little bit out of that that, that scripture that I can and and from, I don't know what your journey has been like with that but for me that's just been absolutely fantastic because I think so many times we can it's not just reading the Bible, but it's the way we read it. Sometimes we can just read through something like that and we miss the goodness. You know, we miss what actually, what, what, what is it saying about being rooted? What is it saying about being next to that stream? What's that really mean? It's so easy to just read over something. And so I think the thing that's challenged me is just thinking a little bit differently about my Bible time as well. It's not, it's not about kind of 
just time it's, it's 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 what i do with that time it's the quality it's not like kind of just skim through something okay i've i've read something today but really kind of yeah chewing on it and regurgitating it and chewing on it some more like that cow that paul washer was talking about so when he was talking about sort of yeah being firmly rooted um i think that's what it looks like it looks like relationship it looks like connection doesn't it that that tree and that stream that it's rooted next to they're connected they're connected and 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 i think that's what we have that's what christ that's what we have in christ we have that connection and and yeah i think just for me it's about really um strengthening that connection through through knowing his word through prayer um so the paul washer one wasn't too heavy it was okay we're all safe if anyone knows paul washer he doesn't pull any punches if you've watched any of his stuff at times um okay so that so we've got this sort of kind of just moving through this now so we've got this sort of process taking place haven't we? we've got this sort of kind of god's taking us up firmly firmly planted now it's root now this tree is rooted so now we're rooted in in god's god's will god's purposes for our lives but there's a responsibility on us we have to still play our part it's we're not passive with this we don't just right i'm through the door let's just sort of kind of sit back let's see what god wants to give me we, we're partnering with him we're connected um and then the sort of the song moves on to this next bit here where it's saying it does not wither it does not wither and and, and i want to kind of link the prosper bit to this as well because it talks about prospering and i think you know depending on you know we've all probably heard very kind of varied uh kind of thoughts ideas messages uh, uh, about what prospering might mean in our kind of in our christian walks um but i don't think this is actually talking about you know kind of we're now planted and, and life's easy um if you think about the sort of the where 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 this psalm was written in the middle east in, in israel in sort of arid and and tough and really difficult terrain for anything to grow and survive anything that kind of grows up there gets tested by either drought all kinds of harsh weather the lebanese um the, the lebanese cedars actually a lot of those grow on mountain sides it's a tough environment um so i think that it's not necessarily this idea of prospering isn't that it's just now easy this thing's going to grow it's going to and like we're just not it's not going to be easy we're not just going to grow we're going to be tested and when you think about it it's like I was thinking about this a little bit and I see it all, all the time at work. I, for those who know me, I, I, I kind of work as a therapist in, in the NHS and I, you know, I see the effects of this world on, on people's lives and we, you know, we're not excluded from that. You think about that um, the, this, this, this world we live in is, is brutal on the human heart. You, know, you think about the disappointments, the failures, the letdowns, the hurts, the stuff that just comes our way that starts at sort of knee high you think about you know from playground and for some of us even earlier than that but it's tough it's tough on the human heart this world and and i don't know about you but i think to myself if i wasn't planted in god and if i didn't have that grace and i didn't have his strength to draw on navigating that would be a, a heck of a lot harder it would be a heck of a lot it's hard enough it as it is but you know it would be a heck of a lot harder and i think it just made me think about you know you look at these trees and they can just take what's thrown at them 
and the reason is because they've got a deep root a deep root and I think that that's the message for that's the message that I'm drawing from this as well to some degree it doesn't you know being being uprooted from where we were planted in this new position that we have in Christ it doesn't it doesn't necessarily it's not going to be easy but what it means is the blessing bit is and uh, for me and the prospering bit is that we can endure we can endure and we can withstand uh, and we don't crumble when um, when difficulties come our way uh, and we've got an, an everlasting source of something that we can tap into no matter how difficult the situation we can draw upon that but we have to choose and that's the thing as well I think that you know the easiest point if I look at my Christian journey I think that you know when am I when am I most tempted to go back and perhaps sit with the scoffers when am I most tempted to go back and take counsel take counsel from the the unrighteous it's when my heart is wounded if I'm honest, that's when actually sometimes jumping to that stuff can have an added appeal. So again, we, you know, we're to partner, we're to, ha- you know, it's that we have that choice. We're so fortunate that we have that choice, uh, that God's given us that choice. This am I? This okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So that was what I was sort of kind of looking at more from a prosperity side of things it's not that life's easy but we have we have something to call on when it's not and for me that you know what a blessing what a blessing um, I feel like I'm racing through this I thought well you know when you're going through it in your head at home you're thinking this is there's so much more to say and think about but it's just yeah yeah Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. It feels like I'm rushing a bit, but thank you. Um, so then, yeah. So moving to the next bit now, and I think this this bit for me is really important. Um, this aspect here, where it talks about yielding its fruit in season. So again, there's something very specific here because it's not just yielding yielding fruit. It's actually saying in season. So maybe not all the time maybe not all the time now in one sense we are always doing that we, you know the, the, there's always fruit of our actions isn't there you know what we say what we do so it, it kind of is all the time but maybe there are seasons where it happens more than others and it got me th- sort of three years ago we we were uh we were blessed we got given this sort of kind of um this 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 apple tree this uh kind of patio apple tree that you, you sort of plant in a pot and um if you ever come over to my house I'll show it you because I, I kind of I bought this humongous pot for it because I thought one day it's going to be big <laughs> so I bought this huge pot but at the moment it looks like a twig it looks like kind of baby Groot or something like that so um so we've got we've, we bought this apple tree but when I sorry we got given this apple tree so I bought this pot and because I wanted it to have strong roots I want it to produce fruit and um when I read the instructions it said that in the first year or two years prevent it from producing fruit so it said because if you do that what what the fruit will do is all the energy will go into the fruit and it will weaken the root ball and and it might not survive it might it'll be too weak to bear the fruit and it got me thinking and I thought you know I've kind of done this myself at times but how many Christians have you seen where they've we may have done it ourselves or we've done we've done that where they try to bear fruit too soon without the real without the root ball without being really rooted without being really planted and, and they fall away or it's too difficult or the weight of our expectation crushes them 
Um, I think we can all probably think of people like that. We may have experienced that ourselves. I know I certainly have. Um, so this is, there's something important here about maturity, about taking root, about growth, and then about being strong, being strong in the faith, and then the fruit comes. Um, and what's also interesting here, I thought, was that actually um, a tree's fruit isn't for itself. You know, a tree doesn't eat of its own fruit. It, it fruit either grows into something new or we eat of it. Or, so when we're thinking about the fruit, the fruit of our lives in that sense, it's not for us. It's not for us. It's for, it's for others and it's for God's glory. That's what it says there that he planted, you know, he planted us in his house for, for, his, for his glory. Um, sorry, just finding my place. Yeah, and then the, the, the kind of the last bit about this idea of, of kind of producing fruit, or well, not the last bit, but the bit that I just wanted to mention here was as well, is that, um, yeah, it, I think when we can see it that way, it takes the emphasis off works for us as well. Um, it's not, it's not, you know, the fruit isn't the result of us planting ourselves, us it's the result of God planting us. You know, he took us from one place, planted it in us another, and now it's for his glory. And it's, and it's for, for testimony and for witness to others. Um, so I think when, when we're kind of thinking about this aspect of fruit as well, um, I mean, what, what does that look like? What does that look like? And I think it's our attitudes, it's our values, it's the, it's, it's the way we carry ourselves. Um, you know, that, that if, if we think, going back to the first part of the psalm, if you think if we're sitting with scoffers, if we're taking counsel from the wicked, if that's what we're doing, we're going to be producing a very different type of fruit, aren't we? So now that we've been, now that we've been shifted, our new position, our position of being firmly planted in God, it should look like something different. And what's amazing for me is, and I don't know everybody that well here and everything else, but what I'm really sort of kind of so encouraged with and with the people who I've spent more and more time with, and um, I, see, I see the fruit. I see the fruit. We and Ruth talk about kind of people, and can't wait to get to know to know people, some of these people more, because we just we just see the fruit. We just see the way you carry yourselves. We see your values. We see, and it's just it's just amazing. It's so it's just great. So, um, yeah. And then I just wanted to sort of kind of back this little bit up with a bit of a uh, sort of kind of share a bit of my testimony, if that's okay. Um, and it's something you know, kind of. Graham, Dave, and some people here will know know a lot more about me, and I've, I think Ruth does. Um, <laughs> I hope I've told you that. I hope I've told you this bit, because because if I haven't, this is going to come as a shock. <laughs> um, so um, between the ages of 14, 14, 15 and twenty one, I had a, I had a drug problem. Um, so uh, and from eighteen to twenty one, that that was re really predominantly. I, I was a heroin addict. Uh, and I got saved in a Christian rehab. So at 21, there's a lot to, I won't tell you, there's a lot to the, the testimony. I'm giving God glory for that, but I'm going to just jump to a specific bit here. But at 21, I'd say I found myself, I think God, God engineered things, but I, I ended up in a, um, in a Christian rehab, um, not with any kind of Christian upbringing, and actually only went to that one because it was the only one that would take me at the time because I had an outstanding pending court case. Um, so went there and actually was quite resistant. I actually got my social worker to say to the manager, 
um, before we went that I wasn't interested in any of the Christian stuff um, but you know I just want to do my rehab um, so 21 I kind of you know get planted in rehab in one sense and coming from an environment and I think this is this is where the fruit bit for me is, is so important for us as well coming from an environment where every single one of my relationships was like sitting with you know the scoffers was like sitting with with the wicked I'm not doing those guys down but that was that was the reality of, of my world and with with absolutely zero trust so if I was Pete's mate I'm Pete's mate because he knows a dealer that sells stuff pretty good and he's my mate because I, I end up doing a lot of stuff and I end up getting money and stuff like every relationship was a relationship based on that and that had been my world for a few years so I land in rehab sorry Pete I know <laughs> I picked on you because you're the whiskey drinker. <laughs> um, so you know, I, I land in I land in rehab, and that's my that's my mentality. That's I'm I'm mistrusting. I'm 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 cynical. Every time if somebody shows any kind of niceness or anything like that, straight away I'm like, okay, what do you really want? Because that's what I've been kind of conditioned into, really. Um, and all of a sudden, I'm surrounded by. Um, Christian Christian women and Christian men who are all running who are all working in the rehab and um, they're all working in the rehab and they're all um, yeah kind of there 24 7 it's residential I'm living there I'm never not around somebody who's a Christian um, and after about three four months of really kind of you know my cynicism towards these people started to drop off a little bit um, but what I was noticing I was noticing the fruit of their lives the fruit of their lives and I was noticing they were different they were different than the people that I'd been around because they were planted and some of these people um, Ruth, Ruth you know we're still friends with them now and Ruth, Ruth knows and Ruth knows what their, their, their sort of characters but these people they are like oaks of righteousness that's how I would describe them and, and, and it was the fruit of that it was the fruit of their actions that played a huge part in, in, in me actually thinking yeah there's something in this Christianity not what they were saying to me, what not what I was hearing out of the Bible. It was actually it was the the proof was in the pudding almost. It was one thing hearing stuff, it was another thing seeing it lived out. That's when you start to realise the authenticity of something. Um, and then Yeah, what I what I wanted to do it's kind of coming towards the end now. I've got through this a lot quicker than I thought I would. But just coming towards the end of this, I just this was something I read about three weeks ago and it just really resonated with me and it just seemed to fit right in with this as well. So just sort of kind of before I go into that, just reca recapping on this fruit a bit, aspect a little bit as well. You know, so what I'm really kind of, what, what I think that the verse is saying is that, you know, once we're rooted, we produce fruit, but we do it in season. We get rooted first. We, we you know, we're in that place of, we're in that place of strength. And from that, our attitudes are different. Our values are different. We're living differently. And, and, and that's what people start to see. Um, and then I just want to jump to sort of 1 Thessalonians 5 to 7. Um, I can read this out if you want, or if people want to, want to jump there. Um, so this is what Paul, um, Timothy, and Graham, if I pronounce this wrong, correct me. Silnanus? Where are you? Yes, him. I've, I've actually written it wrong. <laughs> That's why. I thought I knew he didn't say that. I don't know whether he's done an autocorrect to you or something, but <laughs> him. Yeah. 
so anyway, bad, to simplify this and make it easier for me, Paul and his two mates. Um, so Paul and his two mates are, are writing to the Thess to the, the church of Thessalonia, and and the church has been going through a hard time. It's been enduring. It's been planted, but it's enduring. It's going through it. They're they're, they're up against it. And in verse five to seven in his letter, Paul is saying this. He's saying because our gospel came to you not only in word but also in power and in the Holy Spirit with full conviction and this is the bit that stands out for me you know what kind of men we prove to be among you for your sake so you can see there's something of the, the fruit of their actions that's what he's saying you saw the way we lived you saw that we were different you saw that we'd, we, we were planted we were rooted and because of that our actions were different so there's something what Paul's you know saying there is that yeah we can see that the fruit's starting to come the fruit's already taken place there and Paul is saying to um to the to the to the church there um you saw what kind of men we were um and then it says this is what I love and you became imitators of us and of the Lord so the fruit of seeing the way Paul and Timothy and the other fellow were <laughs> Now we can see that fruit is, start, is, is leading to other people starting to be planted. That's, that's the witness. And that, cause it, what does it say here? And you became imitators of us and the Lord, for you received the word in much affliction. So you received it whilst having to withstand, um, whilst being tested with the joy of the Holy Spirit so that you became an example so this is what I love about this so you've got Paul they've seen the way he's living and then now it's saying so and now you have become an example to all believers in Macedonia and Achaia is that right yeah we've got one right so you can see there's this there's this sort of domino effect of of, of when people are planted the influence and what it starts to do on those around them um, yeah and it just made me think about going back to my own sort of little testimony that sort of testimony with that as well and for me when I look back at that sort of kind of 25 years ago now it's um, thinking about that kind of that you know harsh desert like land of Israel and stuff like that where we're talking about these palm trees and these for me, it was like coming across an oasis, but I didn't come across a single tree. I came across a, I came across a little mini sort of kind of woodland, really. I came across a group of Christians firmly planted, and and I saw that fruit, and um, and I think that's what I just want to encourage us with as as a kind of a, a new church as well, really. You know, think about what that looks like. Think about. I look around. I see. I I know. I see people. I know who are rooted, and you think to yourself, what does that look like for an unbeliever? What does that look like when you're in a world that is just beating the life out of you? It's like an oasis, and that's what it was like for me. And that's what I think you're seeing here as well with, with Paul, what he's saying, that, you know, you saw the way we were. This, it was, it's almost kind of contagious. You saw the way we were, you got planted, you're now producing fruit, you're now an example to others. And um, it just made me think about, it's like, for me, that's that's the church. That's what That's what we... You know, if we look like that, if we're all going back to what it looks like from what Bucky was saying last week about really kind of being delighting in his word, you know, knowing his word, being deep-rooted, I think that it just really excites me when I think about what the fruit of that could look like. 
um, and for us as a group as well really um, yeah so that's kind of bringing me to the end of what I kind of put together really but I didn't want to kind of leave it here and um, I, I kind of I'm saying this because it's what I intend to do um, so in my job in my job as a therapist I always say to people at the at the beginning um, kind of like five percent ten percent of your kind of your healing your recovery is gonna is gonna happen in this room sort of kind of 90 percent is going to be what you do outside of this room with what we do in this room and I want to encourage us with that today a little bit as well that you know I talked sort of about three weeks ago I think it was when I did did communion and said you know sometimes we can go through the motions sometimes you know when we we do this don't we we meet every week you when we repeat things it becomes the kind of thing we normally do and then outside of this tomorrow we will all go through the motions because there'll all be certain things with our jobs or our home life or the things that we'll will automatically do but I think going back to Bucky's word last week and listening to the pool washer thing on the cow it just made me think about I need to be intentional I need to be intentional about kind of really kind of making sure I'm rooted reading the word and reading it um, yeah spending quality time with it really so that that's what I want I'd, I'd kind of say I'd, I'd, I want to encourage people to do is to sort of kind of take that with you this week a bit like I say, not that you're all in therapy with me, but a bit like I say with, in the, in the, the, you know, it's what we do. It's what we when we, it's what we do with this stuff. We have to take it away. We have to we have to apply it, and um, and the other side to that is as well is just being thinking about kind of does anything need pruning? Does anything need pruning? You know, we're told to above all else guard our hearts, and I think a lot of this is actually referring to that as well. But what needs pruning? what what gets what kind of sometimes we're planted but what stops us drinking from that what stops us drinking from that those streams at times you know i i know things pull me away there's other distractions there's there's stuff we live in a world vying for our attention with um but yeah what needs just kind of have a think about what might need pruning really and um yeah do 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 we need to spend more time in prayer do we need to spend more time in the word do we need to spend less time doing some other stuff um yeah do we need to do we need to do we need to seek forgiveness for anything do we need to repent of anything do we do we need a change of heart in any particular area of our life really um yeah so that's me done <laughs> Hope that was okay. <laughs>